Hey everybody, welcome to your Sunday morning sermon from Brad Tuttle Ministries. I am very excited that you are a part of this today and uh, you're going to walk away from this encouraged and your faith will be built in regards to this topic of healing. This particular sermon is, I'll call this part three of, I believe is going to be a four-part series. I've already obviously done one and two, uh, but each each sermon layers onto itself. There are there is some re- repetition in the three or the four, but that's understandable because it's good to go back into and continue to emphasize the same thing um, in each one over and over. But each one of them has comes from a different, brings in a little bit different, a little bit more information about this particular topic. And understand, we did this. I preached these at the beginning of the year. Uh, when my wife and I had gone through COVID ourselves, and through that experience of having COVID, we just grabbed a hold of which we do anyway. It wasn't an we didn't treat it like an emergency situation. Now we better start praying and better start believing for healing. We we live our lives like that anyway. But we started to really press into the healing scriptures and realize that there's power in the word. Realize that the word of God talks to us about healing. And we began to apply those scripture verses to our lives and repeated them over and over and prayed them over and over again and really got them down inside of us. And we saw uh, ourselves be delivered from that situation. And we were very grateful for that. So that kind of put in me this desire and us this desire to try to help people who may be dealing with that now, uh, maybe dealing with some other kind of sickness. But I realized, as I said in the last sermon, that there's a lot of people that we know this is another reason that we felt compelled to do this. There's a, there, there is a group of people or a lot of people that we know in the arena of our lives that have gone through sicknesses or dealing with things now, whether it be COVID or things like that. And either they don't go to church or they go to a church that doesn't preach on healing that uh, they don't. So when you talk to them about it, they just look at you like, you know, they're kind of dumbfounded about what you're saying. And I think this is something that should be commonplace. It should be a commonplace thought in our lives as men and women of God that we have this uh, beautiful opportunity to go to God and believe for our bodies to be made whole. So what I'm doing with these sermons is just trying to lay down some foundation because understand something, you hear the truth and the truth will make you free. So I'm trying to bring you truths of the word of God in regards to this topic of healing that you can then apply to your life and let that build your faith because you see it in the word of God. It's not just me saying it, you actually see it in God's word. So that's what these are for. So the title of our sermon today is going to be Healing in Redemption. Healing in Redemption. And we're going to start off in the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, and we're going to read verses 4 and 5. And they go like this. This is powerful stuff. It's talking about Jesus going to the cross. It says, Surely he has borne our griefs. Now remember, the word griefs means sicknesses and diseases. So if people try to say that there is no healing uh, aspect within the redemption uh, act that Jesus did for us, then I don't know why they why they would go there when the very word grieves has literally stands for or means sicknesses and diseases. So surely he has borne our griefs. He has borne them. In other words, he took them. He carried them and carried our sorrows or sorrows means pains. Uh, 
goes on to say, but he was wounded. Now we're talking about the sin aspect, wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's our sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. So again, surely he is born. He carried our griefs. He carried our sicknesses. He took and carried and bore our diseases and our sorrows or our pains. He was wounded for our sins, our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. A complementary verse to this in the New Testament is found in 1 Peter 2.24. So listen to these words. It says this, Who his own self bore our sins in his body on the tree, that we, being dead to sin, should live in righteousness, and by whose stripes you were healed. Here again, we hear this phrase, and with his stripes we are healed. Now, I totally understand that this healing has to do with the healing of our uh, spiritual body that has to do with sins. I get that, but let me, let me bring something to you. In the Greek, that word is pronounced iaomai, the word healed, and it means to cure, heal, to make whole, to free from errors and sins, to bring about one's salvation. So in both of these, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, and 1 Peter 2, 24, we're seeing he's bearing our, our sicknesses, he's carrying our sorrows, and by his stripes we are healed. Yes, healed from sin, but also I see within that word we are healed from and have the opportunity to be healed from our sicknesses as well. So that's pretty exciting. So by these particular scripture verses, we see that healing for the body is provided in the same redemption as salvation for the spirit. Hallelujah. So now we have a right to come and ask for healing because Jesus has provided that for us when he went to the cross and he died for our sins and carried and bore our sicknesses and diseases. So in redemption, that is, there is both the physical and the spiritual healing. If you're saved, you can be healed. If you are healed, you should be saved. Healing is a part of our salvation. People want to try to discard that uh, and act like, like it's, it's not a part of it, but it is. And we see this in the words that have been used and even in the original language. And I, and I understand, listen, when, when you realize that healing is part of your personal salvation, when you really grab a hold of this, then you're going to accept Christ's life for healing of both your body and your spirit. You're going to see him as your substitute who bore your sicknesses and sin for you. So on the cross, he took your, whatever you're going through right now, whatever sickness you have, he's bore your sicknesses for you and he has bore your sins for you. And understand, let me say it real emphatically right now before I go any further. I am not saying in any of these sermons, am I, am I saying that men and women of God, believers will never get sick. But the reality of it is we do get sick, but the fact of it is I can then go to God for healing because his word tells me that Jesus provided that for me when he went to the cross and he died. So again, I'm a believer. I got COVID, but in Jesus name, I got, I got healed of that. And I came out of that. And in Jesus name, I will not suffer any after effects from that. Like everybody wants to say, I'm not, I'm not, 
uh, I don't know, I'm not going to give in to that. In Jesus' name, I declare that my, all my organs are healthy and whole and none of them have been affected by that. And I can stand in that and I can believe in that, not as some you know, lunatic fringe thing, but I can believe on that because the word of God says it. I see it. When he went to the cross, he dealt with my sin, but he also bore and carried my sicknesses and diseases. So then we begin to comprehend the truth of this statement in Matthew 8, 17. He himself took our infirmities or our weaknesses and bore our sicknesses or our diseases. So his, our sicknesses and our sins were laid on Jesus at Calvary. He bore them all. And we know that if Jesus bore our infirmities and our sicknesses, then we no longer need to bear them. If we need to bear them, then it was useless for Jesus to bear them. But since he has borne them and the Bible says they were ours, then certainly we do not have to bear them anymore. I don't have to sit in my sin or I'm, I don't have to sit in my sickness anymore and just hope it goes away. But I can pray in Jesus name by faith because of what I see in the word of God and I can believe for my body to be made whole. Listen, Christians don't need to be sick. They are going to get sick. God, but I believe God wants us to be well and he wants us to be strong. Um, so we need to see our sins forgiven and we need to see our sicknesses healed. We need to see deliverance for our body as well as for our spirit. And that's what we're, I'm trying to get into you over these uh, simple sermons is to get into you the understanding that you have a right to go to God and ask him for healing and believe by faith that God can touch and heal your body. I don't want you to just sit there and be sick and I have truth that I can give you. That would be wrong. That would be a, a terrible thing that I would not try to dispense this information to you or this truth to you so that you could let your faith rise up in Christ and then go to him for healing. What about David in Psalms 103 verses 2 to 3? Look at what he sang out. He said, Blessed the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Um, many have forgotten some of the benefits of redemption, but David didn't. So let me say it again. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. So David's saying he forgives all and he heals all, and he's saying this in the same breath. He heals all. He forgives all and he heals all. And he's putting this all in the same sentence, in the same thought. He forgives all and he heals all. So at last, you know, you, we, we come to understand why Jesus made the comment in Mark 2, 9, which is easier to say your sins are forgiven you or to say arise and take up your bed and walk because he can take care of both of them. Neither one of those are a big deal to him. He can deal with both of them. So the joy of our salvation can now become truly real to us. And we realize that in Christ, we can have complete deliverance from sin and from our sin state and from disease and sickness in our bodies. So we join in with Peter saying, who his own self bore our sins in his body on the tree by whose stripes you were healed or cured or made whole. It's awesome. We need to understand that it was all accomplished when Jesus went to the cross, when he, when he accomplished this in our redemption. We're a free person. No more sin or sickness ha has any right to have control over us. Um, sickness does not have a right to have control over us. Rather, it is 
however that has come into our lives, you know, whether it's from, well, obviously sickness is always going to be from the enemy because it's a, it's a product of the fall. And so as this came into the world, people, there was no sickness in the Garden of Eden. They sinned, sin came into the world, and so did sickness and disease and death. And uh, But we don't have to let that control us. We don't have to let that be a ride on over us, but we can take control of that by the authority that we have in Christ. So we need to find ourselves freed in our body as well as in our spirit. And I believe this too. I don't find I don't I don't find glory in suffering. I get it, people will suffer and people will go through difficult things. But we don't have to link ourselves into this mindset that uh, we must suffer sickness for some reason. Uh, we, we've learned that we're living in a, a, another, in, in a situation of life that we're under grace and truth, uh, which sets us free from the curse of the law, Deuteronomy 28. And so I don't have to, uh, believe that God is making me, giving me a sickness to make me suffer for some reason that something good might come out of it. Uh, one minister told me this a long time ago. He said, every time I pray for the sick, Either myself, my wife, or my child becomes ill. Then he went on to tell me that he believed he must have these tests to prove his faith, that it was his duty to prove himself faithful in sickness in order for God to use him in the healing of others who were sick. So I asked him if he felt that he then should prove himself faithful in sin in order for God to use him in preaching salvation to sinners. Then I told him, the difference between your preaching and mine is that you are preaching and believing that you must suffer and be faithful before you can tell others that they can be healed. I tell people that Jesus has already suffered for them and for me, that therefore we can all enjoy the redemption which he has provided for us, that Jesus is the substitute, not me. So we need to understand this and have this down inside of us today. Uh, that God, I don't believe that God just gives us things like COVID to draw us closer. Now, if we get sick for a lot of people, uh, that's when they will run to the emergency of prayer and it will draw some people closer. But I, I believe that sickness is of the enemy and sick, but yet again, it's in the world. It comes upon us even as men and women of God. So again, what he took upon himself, we don't need to suffer. What he took upon himself, we don't need to suffer. Remember this. Always remember this. Satan cannot legally lay on us what God laid on Jesus. Remember, Jesus took our sins. Jesus took our sicknesses. He bore them in his body on the cross and he died with them. And when he rose again from the grave, he now became victorious over sin over sickness, over death. So Christ became sick. He literally took on our sicknesses that we might be healed. He knew no sickness and he took on our sicknesses for us, again, that we might find healing in our bodies. So the object of Christ's sin bearing was to make righteous all those who would believe in him as their sin bearer. But get this, the object of his disease bearing was to make well all those who would believe in him as their disease bearer. Ooh, I like that. Christ's sin bearing made righteousness a certainty to the new creation. He took our sins and so he made us righteous. 
his disease bearing made healing a certainty to the new creation. He took our diseases, so he made us well. He took our infirmities, so he made us strong. And now he trades us his success for our failures. He took upon himself and now gives back to us this ability to walk in freedom in every area of our life from sin and from disease. Listen, disease is cruel. Again, it came in in the fall. When Adam and Eve sinned, it came into the world. And understand, disease steals health. It steals happiness. It steals money that we need for other things. It's our enemy. It is a robber. Do not tell anyone. I would not tell anyone that disease is the will of God. It is the will of hate. I believe it's the will of the enemy. Remember, it came in when Adam and Eve sinned. Disease and sickness then entered into the world and now became a part of living on this earth in this world from that point on so i i really believe this if disease has become the will of love then love is turned into hate so i don't believe um that necessarily disease is the will of god if disease is the will of god then heaven's going to be filled with sickness kind of a logical obvious thing remember jesus was the exact image of the father and he went about healing all the sick all the sick. So my whole point in all these sermons is to bring you again to a point where you can understand that God can heal you. God is able to heal you. I believe God wants to heal you. This is a whole aspect of living in faith. And if you never lived a life of faith, then you may not know exactly kind of what I'm talking about right now. But to live a life of faith is completely depending on God in every area of your life to provide for you. I don't depend on my job. I don't depend on outside income. I lay that dependence all upon God. And when I do that, I walk out everything that in my life that comes before me. I walk it out in faith. I don't. I can't deal with everything in logic because adult. It's not always going to make sense when you're living in a supernatural world and you're now a part of God's kingdom. Everything can't just be lived out in logic. You'll never move forward in some areas of your life. You you got to step out in faith. My wife and I have known this. We've stepped out from ministries before into not really knowing what we were going to do, but God has always provided a way. He's always opened doors along the pathway. So that's a life of faith. And it's the same thing with healing. We have to live a life of faith when it comes to our sicknesses. We have to understand that Jesus took care of that. He bore them for us and that we can now come to him and ask him to be healed and he will heal us. Hallelujah. Faith should become very natural. This should become a very natural thing for you. I want it to become a very natural thing for me. Um, this is the deliverance that we desire for us to find as we listen. I want you to find this uh, this natural aspect of faith in these sermons and these teachings that I bring you. But I just, I just don't want you to hear them, but I want you to act on them. And when you do, you'll discover new health returning to your body. You have to act on it. You have to do something with it. That's why I said at the beginning of the year, when we walked through COVID, we acted on it by literally using the word of God as our prescription for healing. So we just read and quoted over and over and meditated on all those verses and all those promises that talk about healing in the Bible. And we stood on those and we meditate on those and we chewed on those and we let those get down inside of us. And man, it starts to build your faith and you start to see new health returning to your body. 
So faith in God's word is never ignored by the Father. Faith in God's word is never ignored by the Father. Instead, it always brings his complete answer. We're supposed to live our lives not by sight, but by faith. Faith becomes our sight. We move through our life having faith and believing that God can come through, that God is going to come through, that God wants to come through for us in every area of our lives. There's nothing wrong with going to God and asking him for things because he tells us to knock, seek, uh, you know, all these things he's talking, ask, knock and seek. Uh, when we have requests for him and one of those things we need to ask him for when we are sick, we need to ask him, Lord God, in Jesus name, your word says that by your stripes, I've been healed. I've been cured. I've been made whole. And not only in my spiritual body, my spiritual aspect, but also in my physical body uh, because of redemption, because you, what you did for me on the cross, you took my sins, you took my sicknesses and my diseases. And because of that, when you died and you rose again, you became the victor over all of those things. And now I can come and believe for my body to be made whole and my body to be made well. This needs to become as natural to our spirit as seeing and hearing is to our physical body. So you've got to get this down inside of you. You've got to go back and listen to every one of these messages. Every one of them has a different aspect, a different angle. We may repeat some of the same verses, but if you listen to each one of them and bring them together and let that get down inside of you and then you act on it, I promise you that you're going to see um, you're going to see healing begin to return into your body in Jesus' name. Remember, Exodus 15, 26, this is what God said. He said, God said, I am the Lord who heals you. He is our Jehovah Rapha. He is our Lord who heals. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. Yesterday, today, and forever. And God was a healer then, so God is a healer now. We just got to stand on faith upon the word of God and believe for God to make our bodies whole. Amen. Listen, if three million people in the Old Testament could believe it and then find perfect health and strength under the law, cannot we who live under grace, mercy, and truth be the healthy body of Christ? Can't you be one of those who believe it and find perfect health in your bodies as well? So again, it's a matter of standing in faith on the word of God, holding on to that word. And if you're going through something right now, I'm agreeing with you in Jesus' name that God's going to heal your body. Use these verses. I mean, if you literally only grabbed a hold of, I am the Lord who heals you, this should change your life. But let me finish with this. And I'm going to repeat what I said at the very beginning. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5, he says, Surely he has borne our griefs. Get this in you. He's borne our sicknesses and our diseases. He has carried, he took them upon himself, our pains. He says, but he was wounded for our transgressions, our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities, our sins. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we were healed. And remember that word healed, iaomai in the Greek, it means to cure, to heal, to make whole, to free from errors and sins, to bring about one's salvation. So again, from these scriptures that I told you and I just talked to you about, uh, we can see the healing for the body is provided in the same redemption as salvation for the spirit. Jesus went to the cross and he took it all for you so that you could have complete freedom and deliverance in every area of your life. Amen. Believe it today. Believe it and stand on it in Jesus name. Amen. Let me pray for you right now. 
Father, I just come before you right now in Jesus' name on behalf of anyone and all those that are going to watch this and see this. Some may be coming with little knowledge of this. Their background has no knowledge of this. Uh, so I pray, Holy Spirit, you'd open up their eyes to the truth of what God is capable of doing and what God wants to do for them. There's some who have heard these things before, but I pray that even now we get down in them even more. This very simple teaching, preaching, I pray it would get down in their spirit and it would begin to rise up inside of them. And as it rises up inside of them, it will build their faith to believe in what God can do. Not only can you, they believe for healing, they can believe for provision, but their faith will rise in these areas and they will apply it to their lives and they will see great and mighty things take place in their lives, in the lives of their family, and in the lives of their friends. So Father, we thank you for this. We speak healing over all those that are watching this right now. Again, in agreement with them right now, in Jesus' name, my faith connecting to theirs. And in Jesus' name, we just agree together that you are healed in your body right now, in Jesus' name. And everybody said together, amen and amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope this has encouraged you. I hope this has challenged you. I hope this has brought you insight that truly will literally change your very life. Amen. God bless you. Until next time, stay in faith.